Chapter 19 of Mountain Adventures in the Various Countries of the World. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. Mountain Adventures in the Various Countries of the World by John Timms. Mount Sinai. Ascent by Dr. Robinson, March 1838. The lower and easier road from Wadi a Taibi to Sinai enters the Ferran from the head of Wadi Mukateb and follows it up Wadi Est Sheikh almost to the convent. From the point where we now were, this road is long and circuitous, while a shorter one strikes directly towards the convent, ascending in part by a narrow and difficult pass. We took the latter and, crossing Wadi Est Sheikh, proceeded on a course southeast by south up to the broad wadi or rather sloping plain s saheb thickly studded with shrubs but without trees here and around wadi esh sheik are only low hills lying between the rocky mountains behind us and the cliff of sinai before us and forming as it were a lower belt around the lofty central granite region over these walls low walls of porphyry or grunstein like those above described run in various directions stretching off to a great distance we came to the top of the plain at a quarter before eleven o'clock where there is a sharp but rough pass full of debris having on the right a low sharp peak called el orf from this point to the base of the cliffs of sinai there is a sort of belt or track of gravel or sand full of low hills and ridges the black and frowning mountains before us the outworks as it were of sinai are here seen to great advantage rising abrupt and rugged from their very base eight hundred to a thousand feet in height as if forbidding all approach to the sanctuary within at half past twelve o'clock we began gradually to ascend towards the foot of the pass before us called by our arabs Mukbahawi, Windy Pass, and by Burek Hart, Mukbihara, from the tract above it. We reached the foot at a quarter past one o'clock, and dismounting commenced the slow and toilsome ascent along the narrow defile, about south by east, between blackened, shattered cliffs of granite, some eight hundred feet high, and not more than two hundred and fifty yards apart which every moment threatened to send down their ruins on our heads nor is this at all times an empty threat for the whole pass is filled with large stones and rocks the debris of these cliffs the bottom is a deep and narrow watercourse where the wintry torrent sweeps down with fearful violence a path has been made for camels along the shelving piles of rocks partly by removing the topmost blocks and sometimes by laying down large stones side by side somewhat in the manner of a swiss mountain road but although i had crossed the most rugged passes of the alps and made from chamonix the whole circuit of mont blanc i had never found a path so rude and difficult as that we were now ascending the camels toiled slowly and painfully along stopping frequently so that although it took them two hours and a quarter to reach the top of the pass yet the distance cannot be reckoned at more than one hour higher up the path lies in the bed of the torrent and became less steep 
as we advanced the sand was occasionally moist and on digging into it with the hand the hole was soon filled with fine sweet water we tried the experiment in several places here too were several small palm trees and a few tufts of grass the first we had seen since leaving the borders of the nile burckhardt mentions a spring called kniten in this part of the pass but it was now dry at least we neither saw nor heard of any in the pass we found upon the rocks two sinaitic inscriptions one of them having over it a cross of the same date it was half-past three o'clock when we reached the top from which the convent was said to be an hour distant but we found it two hours as did also burckhardt descending a little into a small wadi which has its head here and runs off through a cleft in the western mountains apparently to wadi rudwa we soon began to ascend again gradually on a course southeast by south passing by a small spring of good water beyond which the valley opens by degrees and its bottom becomes less uneven here the interior and loftier peaks of the great circle of sinai began to open upon us black rugged desolate summits and as we advance the dark and frowning front of sinai itself the present horeb of the monks began to appear we were still gradually ascending and the valleys gradually opening but as yet all was a naked desert afterwards a few shrubs were sprinkled about and a small encampment of black tents was seen on our right with camels and goats browsing and a few donkeys belonging to the convent the scenery through which we now passed reminded me strongly of the mountain around the mer de glace in switzerland i had never seen a spot more wild and desolate as we advanced the valley still opened wider and wider with a gentle ascent and became full of shrubs and tufts of herbs shut in on each side by lofty granite ridges with rugged shattered peaks a thousand feet high while the face of horeb rose directly before us both my companion and myself involuntarily exclaimed here is room enough for a large encampment reaching the top of the ascent or watershed a fine broad plain lay before us sloping down gently toward the south-southeast enclosed by rugged and venerable mountains of dark granite stern naked splintered peaks and ridges of indescribable grandeur and terminated at the distance of more than a mile by the bold and awful front of horeb rising perpendicularly in frowning majesty from twelve to fifteen hundred feet in height it was a scene of solemn grandeur wholly unexpected and such as we had never seen and the associations which at the moment rushed upon our minds were almost overwhelming as we went on new points of interest were continually opening to our view on the left of horeb a deep and narrow valley runs up south-southeast between lofty walls of rock as if in continuation of the southeast corner of the plain in this valley at the distance of nearly a mile from the plain stands the convent and the deep verdure of its fruit trees and cypresses is seen as the traveller approaches an oasis of beauty amid scenes of the sternest desolation at the southwest corner of the plain the cliffs also retreat and form a recess or open place extending from the plain westward for some distance from this recess there runs up a similar narrow valley on the roof of horeb called el leha 
parallel to that in which the convent stands and in it is the deserted convent el arbain with a garden of olive and other fruit trees not visible from the plain a third garden lies at the mouth of el laha and a fourth further west in the recess just mentioned the whole plain is called wadi er baha and the valley of the convent is known to the arabs as wadi shuaib that is the vale of jethro still advancing the front of horeb rose like a wall before us and one can approach quite to the foot and touch the mount directly before its base is the deep bed of a torrent by which in the rainy season the waters of el laha and the mountains around the recess passed down eastward across the plain as we crossed it our feelings were strongly affected at finding here so unexpectedly a spot so entirely adapted to the scriptural account of the giving of the law no traveller has described this plain nor even mentioned it except in a slight and general manner probably because the most have reached the convent by another route without passing it and perhaps too because neither the highest point of mount sinai now called jabel musa nor the still loftier summit of st catherine is visible from any part of it as we approached the mountain our head arab besharah became evidently quite excited he prayed that our pilgrimage might be accepted and bring rain and with great earnestness besought that when we ascended the mountain we would open a certain window in the chapel there towards the south which he said would certainly cause rain to fall he also entreated almost with tears that we would induce the monks to have compassion on the people and say prayers as they ought to do for rain when told that god alone could send rain and they should look to him for it he replied yes but the monks have the book of prayer for it do persuade them to use it as they ought there was an earnestness in his manner which was very affecting from the wadi es sheik to the convent is a distance of twenty-five minutes by a difficult path along the rocky bed of the narrow valley we had come on it in advance of the loaded camels and reached the convent at half past five o'clock under the entrance were many arabs in high clamour serfs of the convent who were receiving a distribution of some kind of provision from above we did not learn what the only regular entrance at present is by a door nearly thirty feet or more exactly twenty-eight feet nine inches from the ground the great door having been walled up for more than a century on making known our arrival a cord was let down with a demand for our letters and we sent up the one we had received from the branch convent in cairo this proving satisfactory a rope was let down for us in which seating ourselves we were hoisted up one by one by a windlass within to the level of the floor and then pulled in by the hand the superior himself a mild-looking old man with a long white beard received us with an embrace and a kiss and conducted us to the strangers rooms while these were preparing we seated ourselves in the adjacent piazza upon antique chairs of various forms which have doubtless come down through many centuries and had a few moments of quiet to ourselves in which to collect our thoughts i was affected by the strangeness and overpowering grandeur of the scene around us and it was for some time difficult to realize that we were now actually within the very precincts of that sinai on which from earliest childhood i had thought and read with so much wonder 
yet when at length the impression came with its full force upon my mind although not given to the melting mood i could not refrain from bursting into tears we were soon put in possession of our rooms and greeted with kindness by the monks and attendants here all travellers have lodged who have visited the convent for many generations but they have left no memorials behind except in recent years the garden was now suffering from drought but it looked beautifully verdant in contrast with the stern desolation that reigns all around besides the tall dark cypresses which are seen from afar it contains mostly fruit trees few vegetables being cultivated in it indeed the number and variety of fruit trees is surprising and testifies to the fine temperature and vivifying power of the climate provided there be a supply of water the almond trees are very large and had been long out of blossom the apricot trees were also large and like the apple trees were now in full bloom there were also pears pomegranates figs quinces mulberries olives and many vines besides other trees and shrubs in great variety the fruit produced is said to be excellent the name of sinai is now given by the christians in a general way to this whole cluster of mountains the peak of jebel musa has commonly been regarded as the summit of mount sinai the place where the law was given we measured across the plain where we stood along the watershed and found the breadth to be at that point twenty seven hundred english feet or nine hundred yards though in some parts it is wider the distance to the base of horeb measured in like manner was seven thousand feet or two thousand three hundred thirty three yards the northern slope of the plain north of which we stood we judged to be somewhat less than a mile in length by one-third of a mile in breadth we may therefore fairly estimate the whole plain at two geographical miles long and ranging in breadth from one-third to two-thirds of a mile or as equivalent to a surface of at least one square mile this space is nearly doubled by a recess on the west and by the broad and level area of wadi esh sheik on the east which issues at right angles to the plain and is equally in view of the front and summit of the present horeb the examination of this afternoon convinced us that here was space enough to satisfy all the requirements of the scriptural narrative so far as it relates to the assembling of the congregation to receive the law here too one can see the fitness of the injunction to set bounds around the mount that neither man nor beast might approach too near the encampment before the mount as has been before suggested might not improbably include only the headquarters of moses and the elders and of a portion of the people while the remainder with their flocks were scattered in the adjacent valleys e robinson d d biblical researches in palestine and the adjacent regions end of chapter nineteen